Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biggest pipeline in America. I did not know this. Was uh, the one that goes from Texas all the way up to New York and affects 20-some states, and it got hacked. More on that in just a second. Uh, We do need this hour to tell you about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. What happened to her during quarantine? I assume it had to do with her lady parts, because it seems like every time her name crosses my uh, radar screen, it's uh, something to do with her vajayjay. It does not. It does not. Thankfully. Uh, But uh, what, what, what her worst moment in quarantine was? Uh, what's other stuff that we need to get to? Yes? Benefer back together, certainly. Oh, yes. Our, our lead story. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez spotted together. Looks like they might be back together. Brought you the movie. Got you the, brought you the often mocked movie Geely, which I've never actually seen or anything. I don't know. That's it terrible. You've seen it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. And uh, not like delightfully terrible, just no, terrible. No, no, no. Not, not so bad it's good. <laughs> it's just <laughs> terrible. It's what's weird about the super famous is they seem to like date among a very tight circle. I mean, there's just a gazillion handsome dudes in the world or attractive women, uh, but you, they all bounce around like a tight group of people, you know? And they all yeah. know each other and everything. Like it's a small high school. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, um, so this giant pipeline got hacked and brought to a halt yesterday. And the talk early in the day was, was it the Russians? Was it the Russians? Was it the Russians? And if it was the Russians, what are we going to do about it? Uh, Here's the latest on that. U.S. officials are calling this a wake-up call. The Colonial Pipeline remains offline tonight, but could be back online by the end of the week. U.S. intelligence agencies are now investigating the ransomware attackers links to the Kremlin. I'm going to be meeting with President Putin and... uh... So far, there is no evidence based on from our intelligence people that Russia is involved. Biden's top cybersecurity advisor named the group responsible. The FBI identified the ransomware as the dark side variant, which they've been investigating since October of last year. The hacker group issued the following statement, quote, we are apolitical. We do not participate in geopolitics. Do not tie us with a defined government and look for our motives. Our goal is to make money. It is not clear whether Colonial has paid or plans to pay the hacker's ransom. I thought that was interesting right there at the end that the Colonial might be might, might be paying these people and just yeah. keeping it quiet. Well, it's like settling a lawsuit. It's going to be cheaper to just deal with it. God, we can't do this as a society. And no. I know lots of people have school districts, hospitals all across the country, but we can't. I mean, it'll never end. No, there no. Need, there needs to be a government fund. Look at me. But, um, oh, boy. Th- th- but you're already being called a closet socialist by some emailers for ranting against Jeff Bezos' yacht yesterday. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm anti that as a lifestyle. I don't from wanna, a philosophical from point a of philosophical view. From a philosophical point of view. From being a good person point of view. I right. just, I don't think that's, if you, if you were, lucky enough to make that kind of money in your life i don't think you should spend any of your time on making sure you got the biggest yacht in the world there's so many things you could do but philosophically i uh that's where i come down i don't want to take his money away from him or uh, not allow people to make it or anything like that i'm building me a giant yacht and everybody's welcome on it except jack i'm dedicating my entire life to making the foster uh system better for kids that's what i'm going to do and i'm not even going to think about a yacht if I got his money. Uh, all right, I'll take kids for rides on my yacht. 
You're just a drag, man. You might not have parents, but check out this yacht. <laughs> Look how large my yacht is. My yacht has its own yacht. Yeah, if you, didn't, if you hear, didn't hear the story yesterday. The, the big yacht has a smaller yacht. That's how to big the yacht is. To carry the helicopter. It's a half billion dollar yacht. Just the first one or the set? I think he's in competition with MSB, MBL, MMT, TNT. MLK. The guy from Saudi Arabia. Ah, yes, MBS. MBS, who currently has the biggest yacht, and I think Bezos wants to have a bigger yacht. So there you go. Mm. Um, back to, how did we get off on that topic? You hate to be shopping for a yacht with its own yacht and think the price is for the set, and then you get embarrassed when the salesman tells you, no, that's just for the one. Yeah, It happens like with dining room chairs and stuff. So let me throw this out. I'm, I'm thinking in real time, as they say, and trying to figure out if I think this is a good idea. Should we have a government fund that pays these ramps, ransoms while at the same time working very hard to stop them? Just so... Nah, because that that's a disincentive to developing your cybersecurity as a private yeah, company. You're, you're right about that. But these, so many people are paying the ransoms, and that's a disincentive for them to stop also because it's working. They're getting rich off of it. I don't know that there's any choice. If I'm running a hospital, I got a bunch of premature babies up in the neonatal ward and stuff, and I got to have my computers back. You got to pay. What if we made a blanket law that you're not allowed to pay ransom to uh, hackers? I would pay and not admit it. Yeah, in some cases, I don't know you know, any, depending on what's at stake. I don't know if there's any, uh, you know, free market way around this. There's got to be, though. I know yeah, that paying just, is only going to encourage more. Well, it's a struggle as old as time. The good guys to protect themselves from the bad guys. It's just a new wrinkle, I think. So this dark side group, which do you think the Biden administration, if they knew it had ties to Russia, would say it out loud? I don't think they want to have to deal with it. I'm not confident that I think they are going they would be going out of their way to like show a dividing line between dark side. Okay, they operate in Eastern Europe around Russians, but they're not part of the Russian government, so I'm not on the hook to like really face down Putin or do anything to Russia. Yeah, I don't know if I'd buy that. I suppose it's possible. I doubt it, but I like the statement. No, putting aside that it's the sort of statement you would make if you didn't want to be tied, you know, correctly to a government. Uh, that you were actually in league with. I like their statement that, hey, whoa, 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 hey, we're thieves. We're, we're not tied to some state government. We're not trying to prove it. We're trying to steal your money. That's it. We're good guys. Why would you go out of your way to say that in the statement if you actually weren't tied to a government? I think the simplest answer is there are a bunch of hackers. They're proud of their ability to bilk money out of people. And they're just stating the the facts. We're not we're not some sort of geopolitical force. We're thieves. More from their statement that they put out, they suggested that they had intended simply to extort money from the company and was surprised that it ended up cutting off the main gas line and jet supplies for the entire eastern seaboard. They were way more successful than they thought they would be, it would seem. How odd. So they they were like, hey, dudes, we didn't mean to shut down your oil. We're just thieves. <laughs> or maybe more like we didn't think we could do it. We thought you had better defenses than that. I didn't think we could, you know. Yeah, I haven't read the statement. I don't know. Hack into a little bit, and the next thing you know, we shut down the entire East Coast. Man, get on your game, America. Yeah, well, true to that. I wonder how much money they extorted. Could be Dark a lot. Side. Could be hundreds of millions of dollars, couldn't it? Did they mention uh, whether they'd name themselves after the John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band hit of the 80s? Dark Side? On the Dark Side? Uh, the Bruce Springsteen sound-alike hit? I don't know. Or the other side of the moon? 
often referred to. Oh, oh, please, yeah, Pink Floyd. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, we got a new hacker group. I originally thought, okay, well, that's good news. It's not the Russians, so we're not going to have a war with Russia. But then it became clear. Oh, no, this is bad news. Average hackers can get into our infrastructure this easily. You don't have to be the best hackers in the world that are attached to the Chinese government or Russia. No, just some smart people can get together and do this. That's not good. He's working the Internet desk. It's positive, Sean. Hey, Sean, how many uh, hacker groups do you think there are around the world that could hack into, say, an electric grid or a pipeline or a hospital or whatever? Hundreds, I would. Yeah. Yeah. And, and possibly if not thousands. thousands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's like asking how many burglars there are at this point. It's just it's the new burglary. It's a lot safer. But they shouldn't be able to break into Fort Knox. It should take, a, you know, a massive state effort to pull that off. I mean, and you're, it, you're comparing the gas pipeline to uh, Fort Knox? Yeah. Well, you're, you're comparing them to burglars. So I went with, uh, we, we, we want to keep out the average burglar with our, with our most important secrets and well, defenses and that sort of stuff. If it turns out it's just like one smart guy who has a computer can get, can shut down our entire grid there, uh, oil grid on the East Coast, that's terrible news. Yeah. Yeah, were you going to offer something there, Sean? Well, uh, the thousands hypothetically that can do this, I think, is a far leap from your average hacker, though, right? Like the, the, a guy who is sophisticated enough to do this does not make him the average hacker. This, this reminds me of our regular conversation about this, which which I find funny. I, I, <laughs> what? I don't. Well, I kind of know the first step, but I don't know the second <laughs> step to hacking anything. Right. I think I should get a computer, but I'm not even positive on that. But the second step, right. I don't have the slightest idea. <laughs> like, I Something to do you, with code. Like, if I'm going to rob a bank, I got all kinds of ideas and steps I would take. And, and I, but <laughs> something with code. All okay. right, let's get started now. Here we go. Sit the Here computer, we go. roll up my sleeves, stretch out, crack <laughs> my knuckles. Nice there I go. Fresh cup of coffee. Gonna hack into a bank. Here we go. We'll just. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna. We'll go to their website and then we'll. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hack prevented. <laughs> when has crime ever been this complicated to the average person? I know it. I know it. I mean, throughout history, uh, rape, murder, robbery is all something anybody could do and figure out how to do. Now these big crimes worth all the money. The average person he, he might not even, there's no, no point in even getting off your couch and starting. Sure, or the data mining thing where you just steal as much information as possible and sell it on the dark web. That's where the money is, not just sneaking into people's homes and grabbing their VCR or whatever the heck. How about that? How do you like this? Uh, you have any libertarian problems with this? Our government pays hackers the most money they can get anywhere in the world to have the best. Just make that clear. Hey, you want to make oh, sure. money? And then you don't have to look over your shoulder? You're going to be a millionaire, but you don't have to look over your shoulder. God, we're paying. Do you remember that stuff we did last week? Either the state of Illinois or where it was? Oh, there, yeah. there are people driving buses that are making a half a million dollars a year. So I got no problem putting out the word, hey, you want to be a hacker for the U.S. government? We'll pay you $2 million a year salary. You do it for 10 years, you're grandfathered in for the rest of your life, and you get health care. Now you're working for us. You don't have to worry about getting arrested or look over your shoulder. You're going to be rich the rest of your life. All the best hackers we want to come here. That seems Boy, like a good idea. With all the stuff we squander money on as a sure. government. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to explore it, at least. And I wonder if hackers would do it. it. Why wouldn't you? I'm good at this. I get to, you know, a lot of the hackers that work for the government, they enjoy taking on the best hackers out there. Sure. It's a, it's a pride thing. It's a, am I better than that guy? 
And if it is, if not the future of warfare, it's a chunk of the future of warfare. Why not spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars on the best hackers in the world? Why, you know, it's not like we're going to dismantle our fighter planes, but this is a new branch of, of conflict. And I think we need to invest in it. Yeah. We need Captain America, who's a scrawny little man or woman who's really good at hacking, not, uh, you know, big beefy dude with a cool shield. Right. Right. That, that's some out of the box thinking. Yeah. All right, my congressman. Well done. Just uh, call him. We have his number. You got any ideas? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Grassley. Grassley has held public office since 1959, and he's considering running for an eighth Senate term next year at the age of 87. As he told reporters, listen, there's nothing I see that's going to keep me from serving another six years if I decide to do it. But Grassley's doing everything he can to stay fit for the campaign trail. This week, he told reporters he gets up at 4 a.m. every day and goes for a two-mile run. I don't know why he puts his bathroom that far away. <laughs> wow, that's an old guy peeing joke. There's another Grassley joke. Let's go ahead and hear that. Was, that that was a long setup. Yeah, well, it's an interesting story, though. Yeah. For those of you fitness heads out there saying, two-mile run, do you even lift, Chuck? Don't worry, Brosef, because the 87-year-old <laughs> does push-ups, too. And to anyone doubting his push-up prowess, Grassley asked reporters, you want me to do 35 for you? I know he's trying to seem young and vital, but nothing screams old man like <laughs> randomly asking people to watch you exercise. Happy graduation, kiddo. You know I'm something of a young buck myself. Let's strip down to our union suits, grease up, and Greco-Roman wrestle. So Chuck Grassley's going to run for another six-year Senate term. That's what he's threatening, as is DiFi, right? Yeah. We gotta have a cutoff or something. Meanwhile, as we reported yesterday, the main concern Democrats have is if enough of them will live long enough to implement Biden's uh, policies. They're one heart attack away from not having the uh, votes to get through the the big packages. Yeah, says yeah. the New York Times. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. Speaking of uh, life and and living a fulfilling life, Jack, I've made a major personal decision. I came across this list of the greatest books of all time. I think it's the 35 greatest books of all time. I look at those lists all the time to see if I've read them all. I am going to read the entire list. Okay. How many of you preemptively crossed off? Not the not the books. I'm going to read the list. Oh, gotcha. oh that's all. So that shouldn't take long at all. Yeah. Who's and, making uh, this list? Because it matters who makes the list. Jack, I'm glad you asked. I will read to you from the top of the list. And we'll get to the list in a moment. Oh, maybe the top ten. Uh, this list is gener- generated from 129 best of book lists cool. from a variety of great sources. Like An that. algorithm is used to create a master list based on how many lists a particular book appears on. Some lists count more than others, and I generally trust best of all time lists voted by authors and experts over user generated lists. Hmm. And then he said, uh, on the lists that are actually ranked, the book that is first counts a lot more than the book that's 100th. But uh, you know, there's nothing terribly surprising about the top ten. Uh, I have not read most of these books. Uh, a lot Madam, of uh, Shades of Grey, 
Fifty Shades of Grey, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, huge. The Giving sure. Tree should be on every greatest books list. Absolutely. Number 10, Madame Bovary by Gustave Flaubert. I read that, didn't enjoy a syllable of it. I have not read that book. Number 9, The Odyssey by Homer Simpson. Well, Homer, anyway. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> a lot of that. Many of your favorite movies are just retellings of The Odyssey. Yeah, True. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, number 8, Hamlet by Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, it's hard to get out of school without reading that. Uh, number seven, War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. Read it. You read that one, right? Yeah. yeah. Love it. Might be my favorite all-time book. Which part did you like better, the war or the peace? <laughs> <laughs> number six, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. It's a tale about a whale, Moby Dick. Yeah. Uh, number five, The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Cool. Nah. I need to reread that because I've read it, read it years ago, and it didn't strike me as like one of the great things of all time, but it's always on your best-of-all-time lists. Yeah. I actually have read most of these, surprisingly. And I just wonder if I missed something. I was too young for it. They have a good thing in the New York Times of books you should read before you're 40 and after you're 40, and I think that might be an after you're 40. We're not going to finish the list. Mm, that's too bad. We'll never know what the books are we should read. Number four, 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Now, that might be my favorite book of all time. Too many years of solitude. I get tired of the solitude <laughs> about 10 years in. I was like, geez, enough solitude. <laughs> All right, we'll bring you to the top three right after the break. Did you hear about the tiger they had in Texas? Turns out there's lots of tigers in Texas. What now? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's the quote I was looking for. The White House said yesterday that the Department of Labor is reinstating their work search requirements that go along with unemployment insurance. Hey, the government says we'll give you money, but you got to be looking for a job has always been the rule. Uh, quote, workers may not turn down a job due to a general nonspecific concern about COVID and continue to receive benefits. How the hell do you enforce that? Oh, my. At least it's a confession, an admission of what we've been saying, uh, to the truth of what we've been saying, that people are refusing to work because the benefits are so cush. I'm worried about getting COVID or something. (laughs) Right, exactly. I have generalized fear of COVID. Coming up, a battle royale between Anthony Fauci and Rand Paul. Another round in their bitter grudge match. uh, Fauci claps back at Rand Paul clapping back at Fauci clapping back. Stay tuned for that. It does have to do with the origin of the uh, the Chinese bat fever, though. Paul owns Fauci's clapback. There you go. As Excellent. Fauci drinks Rand's conservative tears or something. <laughs> That's um, good. Uh, You're spending too much time on Twitter. You probably saw the video of the tiger in Texas. What was going on with that? We'll have that for you in a second. But first this. So, uh, getting back to your top uh, books of all time, and and we'll publish this list because it's uh, you know I am gonna uh, pick off a bunch of these. I, I think. can't tell you how many lists like this I've looked at in my life. I mean, it's just it's been my adult white whale, if you'll pardon the expression. No, that's no, funny. no, uh, no, I will not. <laughs> hey, you know that's a reference from a book that was on to find the the correct list, <laughs> Thanks, the list Sean. that most jives with what I care about of of best books of all time. And yeah. you know, do you go with this? This book is obviously of all time. 
you know, anytime you do of all time, you get into your uh, your your odysseys and your your homers and your Virgils and that sort of stuff. If you keep it more contemporary, you get different lists. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, that's what I like about this list. It's long enough that you can pick and choose a little bit. But so uh, top five, uh, the better than average Gatsby uh, is number five. <laughs> One hundred years of solitude. We mentioned All right, your top three. Uh, Don Quixote. Yeah, that's a good book. I should uh, read that. I've never yeah. actually read that. More flatulence humor than you'd expect out of yes. one of the greatest works really? of literature of all time. It's considered the first novel ever written. I have it in hardcover at my home. I need to finally just sit down with it. Why am I not? What am I doing? I'm watching freaking golf on TV. It's an easy read. It's not like a lot of this stuff oh, on really? here where it's like you're going to have to get a companion book and talk to people. And I mean, it's no, it's, oh, just, yeah. Stay it's tuned. a super easy read. It's just very, very long. Oh, I love this. This They actually have a plot summary. Jack, you've read it. You can attest to the accuracy. Alonzo Quixano, a retired country gentleman in his 50s, lives in an unnamed section of La Mancha with his niece and a housekeeper. He has become obsessed with books of chivalry and believes something or other. He's a bit of a simpleton. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. Uh, number two. Ulysses by James Joyce. There you go. I have attempted to read that. I will finish that in my lifetime. It's, it, do every, you mean your eyes will move over all the words in it, or do you think you'll actually comprehend it? I've heard it's extremely difficult. I'm not sure it's meant to be. I'm not sure you're supposed to. The One of the best things I've come across recently as I've gotten into poetry is not understanding it. Is that, that That's fine. That's That's perfectly okay. It's supposed exactly. to be difficult. Maybe it will make sense to you later. Huh. Some parts of it. But yeah, right. I've only ever gotten a couple of chapters into Ulysses, but it's freaking brilliant. Really? Yeah. Well, I gotta dig into it. All right. You know, I freely admit that I've read some of the greatest books of all time and thought, that's a really good book, but I don't know why it's better than the other really that's good books. That's what I was just saying about The Great Gatsby. It, it's fine, but I don't understand why it's one of the greatest things anybody's ever written. And that one's short. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, number one. Number one. In Search of Lost Time by no, Marcel not Proust. Gonna, not gonna do it. Ain't nobody got it's time a, for that. It's a million words long. It's whatever it is, five, seven volumes. Seven, or it's like, a oh. seven-part cycle. Swan's Way, the first part of uh, A La Rush du Temps Perdue, I've attempted introduces to the it. themes yeah. that run through the entire work. I've attempted to start into that what, one and that one. I just i am not smart enough for What it. is it about, like a space war or are there <laughs> dragons? <laughs> it's a, a, a five guys get together. To rob a bank. <laughs> and they tunnel on the He's the, the wheel bank. man. That Wait, guy cracks the safe. You've read it. <laughs> that one's the funny one. Who raises... Oh, you've read it too. No, exactly. it's, it's like stream of consciousness inside a person's mind while they're drifting in and out of sleep and, and life. And just, I, I can't. I just can't. I've tried and huh. I can't. Um, Do you know, I actually had a real human being in my real life say to me, you should read it, but it has to be in the original French. No. <laughs> Um, well, you might as well discuss the stock market with your dog. What good is that going to do? I don't speak French. Shelby Foote, who wrote all the great Civil War books, a nonfiction writer, only read the Proust in Search of Lost Time. He would read it. It's a million words. He'd read all the way through it, take however long, and then he'd start at the beginning again and read it again. He just kept Wow. Reading. Wow. I wish I could be like that, but I can't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he, he continued doing that until the day he was eaten by a tiger in Houston. <laughs> So, this, and we'll put this list up at armstrongandgetty.com. Give is, us a couple of minutes. This is one of those stories that was just bouncing around all day long, and I never really looked into it, so we'll get into it here. Well, actually, we have a report on it. 
This morning, police say the man seen in this video with a Bengal tiger is now in custody. It's someone's pet. The tiger was first spotted prowling this West Houston neighborhood Sunday. Neighbors terrified at the sudden appearance of the big cat. It's a wild animal. You don't know how it's going to react. I That's thought my dog and I could have been the next snack. This is where we walk every day. This is where lots of children are out playing in the street. An off-duty sheriff's deputy spotted the animal and approached with his gun drawn. That's when a man in a white shirt emerged claiming the tiger was his. Police say 26-year-old Victor Cuevas then fled with the tiger as more police arrived at the scene. And everybody was hoping, as I was, that they, the police didn't have to shoot the tiger, and they didn't. And the guy shows up and says, hey, that's my tiger. And then the guy takes off in his SUV with the tiger. Um, and the tiger you rode in on. <laughs> he is in custody, but the tiger is still missing. And he oh, is really? In, and he is in custody. On a murder charge that date back, dates back to 2017. Wow, so suburban tiger guy is also a murderer. <laughs> Knock me down with a feather. The guy owns a tiger. Well, it's unclear whether the dude owned the tiger or not. His attorney, attorney doesn't think so, but he had a tiger. And <laughs> what, did he borrow it? <laughs> he has a tiger and two monkeys in a residential home. You're allowed to have a monkey in Houston, but you're not allowed to have a tiger. Are you allowed to have two monkeys? Uh, that's a good. Well, I question. tell you what, you got a uh, a tiger and two monkeys. You get a case of beer. You got a party Man, right it's there. Hotter than two monkeys in here. Just seems like a sort of Texas expression you would have. How many Texas homeowners own tigers? Says this. Let me read on. I'll, Before I'll... we get too far afield from the tape, I really enjoy yeah. the neighbors who apparently are against tigers running loose in their neighborhoods. This is where we take our walks. This is where our kids play. We can't have tigers here. It's a wild animal. It's unpredictable. There you go. God, tiger. Thank you for that. You don't want him in your neighborhood either. There are only 3,900 tigers in the wild in the world right now. 3,900 total on planet Earth that are in the wild. There are 5,000 captive tigers in the United States alone. With only 6% of them in zoos. Only 6% of the 5,000 tigers are in zoos. So that's 300 of them? So the, all the rest of them are just in people's homes and whatnot. Or, you know, like mm. Tiger King, your private, um, whatever you call those. Animal parks. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, animal welfare activists estimate there could be two to 5,000 tigers living in Texas alone, which would make Texas the second largest population of tigers in the world. You got to rename uh, the Texas Rangers. I mean, you got to steal that name from Detroit. How many tigers are there in Detroit? I'd be shocked if there were five. Detroit, um, bring me your tigers. It depends on where you live. Uh, the the laws of it, regardless of which numbers are correct, any number of captive tigers living outside of an accredited facilities is alarming. But the fact is, it's perfectly legal in various states: North Carolina, Alabama, Delaware, Nevada, Oklahoma, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Wisconsin have no regulation whatsoever on owning a pet tiger. Probably because they didn't think they needed any. I'm thinking when Wisconsin was putting <laughs> together their various state laws, they thought, "Hey, do we have any laws at all?" About whether or not somebody can own a tiger? Good point, Jim. Let's put that in there. No tigers allowed. No. How about orangutans? You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to go through. Can any can can anybody launch a spaceship out of their backyard? <laughs> I mean, because you can't have a law for everything. Well, right. Yeah. No. No training a private penguin army. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And you'd finally gotten them to march. They're so formal. <laughs> Can I force kids in the street to sing a national anthem I wrote? <laughs> nope, we've got a law against that. 
So yeah, all boy. those states have no regulations on owning a tiger at all. Another 14 states just require a permit. $75. Sign here. Okay, enjoy your tiger. So it's just the government taking money to let you do whatever. Let you get eaten by your own pet is what they're letting you do. <laughs> it's a wild animal. Yeah, they're I'm, a very excellent point. <laughs> they're, they're unpredictable. Uh, I'm rooting for the tiger in that scenario. It's easier in a lot of states like Texas to get permission to own a tiger than a dog that's been labeled dangerous. Wow. Well, um, that's insane. Yeah. Well, like I oh, said, well, I you know, dangerous dogs, they can't be around. No, I think it's mostly they just haven't gotten around to it because they didn't think it was necessary. Well, but how much tiger-related uh, mayhem has there been? Not honestly? much. Not for much for for being five thousand tigers nationwide outside of Tiger King and a few stumps in that show. And Carol Baskin's <laughs> ex might have something to say about it. Yeah, if only he could. Mm-hmm. It's a wild animal. She whacked him. Yeah, uh, come forward if you've been et by a tiger, please. I mean, that's a you understand why don't people aren't self-reporting those. That's a good point. So mm. if I have a tiger and my friend wanders too close to the cage, he ends up getting eaten. Okay, I in this scenario am not me, Joe Getty, but uh, tiger owning fella probably hesitant to alert the authorities. Carol Baskin <laughs> killed her husband. She whacked him. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Do we don't have the song? Nobody has the song. Nobody's looking for the song. Where's that Carol Baskin song? What's the song? What, we got to tip you? This one's so good. We love it. We're never going to get the opportunity. How often are we ever going to have the chance to ever play this song again? We happen to be on a tiger kick right now. Come on. It's the perfect Every, time. Everybody's fired. <laughs> that means I get to go home? Including me. That's awesome. Um, by the way, since we are asking for the numbers, uh, since 1990, over... See, they're making this sound like a lot. I would say only. They say over. Only 20 people have died, and 300 have been injured by captive big cats. So in 30 years, 20 people died and 300 have been injured. You know, get, get in line behind lawnmowers, ladders, uh, the, 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 the blenders, anything you can think of in terms of killing and hurting people yeah. over the last 30 years. Here... Carol Baskin, yeah. killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they stacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. Yes. Uh, nice. Expensive to care for and need a large space is the downside of owning a tiger. That uh-huh. and you're going to end up with a stump. No. It's a wild well, animal. Yes. <laughs> That kills me. Local oh. tiger, tiger expert there. Yes. Here's my question. What percentage of those, did you say it was, uh, how many people? 20 people in 30 years? Yeah. Um, what percentage of those were the, uh, the tiger owner? Uh, that's a good and question. And what percentage were innocent? Yeah. Folks? If the tiger owner gets at, eh, that doesn't bother me that much. If it's just, no. you know, kid walking down the street, obviously that's beyond awful. Of course, we would have heard about that. That would make the news. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet the owners and uh, their owners' friends. A good percentage is the vast yeah. majority of people who get uh, bit at all. Owners right. and owners' drunk idiot friends. I just need a selfie. Hold on. Open a cage. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'm quick. I'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not afraid of that tiger. Poor tigers. Yeah. Anywho, there's your yeah. story. Guy turned Thanks out like Joe said. Day. The guy turned out to be a murderer. No way. Seemed like. An upstanding person would have a couple of monkeys and a tiger. <laughs> Friggin' idiots. It's a wild animal. Yeah, there's a zoologist there. <laughs> I tell you what, they're as vicious as wild animals in Congress. Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci oh, yes. going at it. Don't go away.
Sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute. We do not send money now to the to Wuhan uh, Virology Institute. support sending money. We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency and a sub-grant. I will repeat again. The NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of but Virology. You do support it in the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it, and you have allowed it here. All right, so that's Rand. That's an odd edit. That's Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci arguing in there in the Senate about whether, indeed, we, Fauci, uh, the Fauci-led NIH, was financing uh, Wuhan virology research. Uh, I saw it listed as an epic back and forth. So we heard 30 seconds of it. I don't know how long it lasted. Do you know? Well, it was an epic back and forth. <laughs> just ended. What the hell happened there? Anyway, uh, what they're talking about in part is this long article by Nicholas Wade, and we have a link under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com, Origin, origin of COVID Following the Clues. And it's, it's super long and crazy thorough, goes way deep into the science. And, you know, I don't know that it's true or anything, but uh, Nicholas Wade is a science writer. He's worked on the staff of Nature, Science, and for many years was the New York Times science writer. And what is his conclusion? That it likely did escape from that lab? Was on purpose? Was an accident? Was uh, naturally occurring in animals, as the Chinese claim? Much like Don Quixote, Jack, I have not read it. It's crazy Skip long. Skip to the last paragraph. Uh, let's see. People around the world. Well, he does make it clear that the rejection of the lab escape story was idiotic. It's still and idiotic. Way premature. When I hear people say that, I think, how could you possibly make that determination based on what we know? The WHO saying they didn't turn any over the paperwork, they didn't allow us in there until they, you know, cleaned the place for a month. I mean, I, I am suspect of anybody that makes a blanket statement of, well, it's just false that it escaped from the lab. I, I, maybe it did or didn't, but there's no way you can conclude that yet. It's just impossible. Right, right. He, uh, yeah, his conclusion appears from reading the past, the, I'm sorry, the last two paragraphs is that, uh, it absolutely is a possibility and it needs to be dug into. So, yeah. The, he points out that the big rejection of that possibility, um, he cites it specifically. It was a paper that came out and was cited zillions of times in the media. It was a bunch of virologists saying, no, 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 here we go. We stand together. Perhaps you remember this. We stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. A group of virologists and others wrote in The Lancet on February 19th of 2020, when it was really far too soon for anybody to be sure what had happened. Scientists, quote, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly conclude that this coronavirus originated in wildlife, they said, with a stirring rallying cry for readers to stand with their Chinese colleagues, which is just crazy. 
contrary to the letter writer's assertion, the idea that the virus might have escaped from a lab-invoked accident is not a conspiracy. It surely needed to be explored, not rejected out of hand. Yeah, I would agree. So, Gwyneth Paltrow, it's not her fault the headline was written this way in The Guardian? I'll still blame her. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Turned out that Lancet letter had been organized and drafted by Peter Dazek, president of EcoHealth Alliance of New York, and his organization funded coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's what Rand Paul was talking about. Gotcha. But again, this piece is long. You should read it. It's at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. I hope there's a lot of fact-checking of Rand and Dr. Fauci on that throughout the day uh, so we can figure that out. Gwyneth Paltrow, it's not her fault The Guardian wrote the headline this way, but this was the headline in The Guardian. Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. What was your lowest point? <laughs> and so a lot of the responses were, my mom died. Oof. Or my grandmother died. Or my grandfather nearly died and I wasn't allowed to see him. And he was begging us to come see him. So, you know, they were all piling on Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> she didn't come up with, I don't think she claims that that was her lowest point, but... Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. What was your lowest point? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Of course, you know, shots at Gwyneth Paltrow, even if they're not deserved, are pretty appropriate. Still feel good. You broke down and ate bread. The fact that you'd even say that out loud to anyone is annoying. (laughs) You've a J.J. Candle selling wench. Shut up. Armstrong and Getty.